Yes, everybody. This is the DFS Army season-long fantasy football podcast. I am Flex Matt. You know him as Brandon Adam. Brandon, it's a little nightcap here tonight. We, uh, you know, took a little bit of a break for our Thanksgiving festivities. You know, I, I just hit you up. I said, you know, instead of the standard time, are you willing to hop on, do a little nightcap? You know, I sure. I thought it was crazy. I thought it was crazy. Yeah. I got I got the curls going. You know, I've probably <laughs> I probably nightcapped a little bit too much before before <laughs> we got here. But here we are, and we are going to be talking about fantasy football players you can trust for your fantasy football playoffs. Brandon Adam, there's a couple guys. I mean, we've got some injuries. That has happened uh, recently. You get a little nervous, you know. Some positions yeah. um, are 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 you know up in the air right now. We we don't know some of the guys that we loved when we drafted. Can we trust them? I'm not sure, Brandon. But here tonight, <laughs> we are going to to oh, be Ollie's joining us here tonight. Big O'Bonnell, be Ollie. Yes, here we go. A little fantasy night nightcap players you can trust for your fantasy football playoffs. Brandon Adam. Who's the first player that you're you're imagining that we could trust leading into our fantasy football playoffs to win us big money? Yeah, yeah. Let's go down to the dirty south, down to the ATL. Everybody drafted this man in the sec in the first round at the top of his ceiling, and is expecting he's been they've been kind of upset with the production lately. Last week he jumped up and performed big time. Arthur Smith finally gave him the ball. I'm talking about none other than Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson is set to go nuclear in this fantasy football playoffs. First, we got for the next, listen to this uh, next month and a half. You got the New York Jets, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Carolina Panthers, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Chicago Bears in championship Sunday. Three of those four, three at least four of those teams are bottom in bottom five in the league against the running back position, especially against a three down back like Bijan that can do it all through the air and on the ground. Um, on the on, through the air last week, he was actually targeted at a thirty three percent clip for the for team targets, which is unbelievably. Uh, large compared to everything else th throughout the whole year. The only time Bijan cracked the 30% mark for targets was week one. So you've been waiting all the way till now to finally return to back to the, the actual role that we thought he was going to be drafted for. And I think Bijan Robinson is going to absolutely smash in the fantasy football um, playoffs and will win people leagues if they were patient enough to keep him around or if they had the foresight when he was struggling to go get this man before he absolutely explodes this next month and a half. Oh yes. Bijan Robinson running back nine on the year right now, just depending on what type of league settings you're at running back nine with a week that didn't bear. I mean, barely even sniffed a point. Okay. Running back nine. That just means that he's active more than just on the ground because we're not seeing Bijan Robinson with very many hundred yard games. I mean, the guy's got 200 yard games on the entire season running back nine for your fantasy football team. 
And, and Brandon, exactly. you know, we talked last week, I think it was on a, on a trade cast or a week or two ago on a trade cast that we guys, we wanted to go and target. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and, and really it was just, it felt like a lot of guys were on that list that, you know, we had high hopes for that maybe mm -hmm. it's let us down a little bit this year. I mean, where you, where a lot of people had B. John Robinson, we, we, we rookie love is crazy. Right. And did you go out? Some guy drafted him running back overall number one in the entire yeah. league. That's where he was drafted. That was the highest. And and now he's settled into running back nine, but he's surging. He's surging. You love to see it. You'd love to see the team try to end on a high note, which is which is great. I mean, they're I mean, they're in the playoff hunt, I guess. You know, they could run the gamut here. That's the kind of beauty is the the league has been so mediocre, just so medium. You know, we got a lot of high-end teams that are doing well, and then a lot of middling teams. And the idea, the truth is you could win these last five games straight through yep. and be put yourself in the playoffs. And so Bijan Robinson, <laughs> I love that. I love Bijan. I love trusting the idea of Bijan going for. I just I, I wish we talked about him before this last week, before the actual explosion. He would have been more obtainable. Um, but you know, I was trying to go finagle some trades before I talked about this. So <laughs> we waited a little bit and, uh, but you know, it's what it is and I'm excited. And I think, uh, Bijan is set to explode and actually return the investment that you were given. He was given. And, uh, you know, we got two top, uh, 12 rookie running backs right now. So if the stat is holding true. If you are drafted in the top 12 as a running back, you're going to be a top 12 fantasy football uh, running back in the very next year in the NFL. It's been proven each and every time. And I, I it's just exciting that Bijan's finally being unleashed and Arthur Smith got his head of as head of head of out of, out of his ass a little bit and um get started feeding the ball through the air where he's so dangerous. Okay, but let's maybe think that maybe Arthur Smith is actually the best uh real life NFL coach in the world. Maybe he's sitting Bijan mm -hmm. waiting to unleash him because you know these guys go right from a grueling uh uh campaign. Now he he didn't uh but Either way, they're they're not directly ready, and it's good to see Gibbs and Bijan Robinson coming down the pipe for you here. My first oh, guy awesome. that I have that you could trust in your fantasy football playoffs, Brandon, is none other than wide receiver twelve, Michael Pittman. Okay, mm -hmm. you absolutely didn't want to draft Michael Pittman. Absolutely, you were. I don't. I don't know what you're thinking. Maybe you were even even if you were high on Anthony Richardson, you were thinking maybe he's just going to run. That's all he's going to do. I don't want to draft Michael Pittman. He's not that great. I like Josh Downs. He's probably coming in. He's going to stare, you know, steal a lot. You know, JT's coming back. What? Well, maybe, maybe. But here's the thing. Michael Pittman's been stellar. Absolutely stellar this year. His target share is unreal. It's, it's unreal. And his amount of targets are just simply unreal. And you don't really yeah. expect it from a Michael Pittman. It's just not something you expect. Mm -hmm. And now it's just kind of crazy that you look at a Michael Pittman and you just were like, man, if the rest of the NFL can get it together, these guys are really going <laughs> to just make our fantasy teams just explode right through the roof. Because yeah. imagine Michael Pittman's usage with Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs. You know, we're crying for Stefan Diggs to get just a prototypical number one, you know, 
type of share and opportunity. You just can't get it. Well, guess what? You're getting it consistently all year long from Michael Pittman. So it's just kind of crazy. Real quick, let's answer this for uh, Biala here. I'm in trouble. My wide receiver three spot. I got Demario. uh, You're really in trouble. I got Demario Douglas Mm -hmm. and A.T. Perry's on the bench. Yes, there's injuries going down in New Orleans. What what are you thinking here, Brandon? Trouble in the wide receiver spot, Demario Douglas or A.T. Perry? Give me Perry. Um, There's going to be nobody else in the offense outside of Taysom Hill in the pass offense. Um, That's going to be healthy. Rashid Shahid is down with a quad. Um, Alavi's down with the concussion. Uh, MT's got himself a – he's on the IR last week. So, really, the Saints are really struggling for pass catchers, and I think uh, Perry's going to get himself somewhat of a decent target share, um, and they're going to have to go somewhere. So, I think Perry's going to be the answer for the Saints. Yeah, that's – that's I would say that's the upside play, right? Because honestly, I mean, it's trashy enough to say as, as great as Demario Douglas has been lately, can you trust anything going on there except for R- Ramondre? And even if, even if Demario Douglas does end up scoring it and he was the right answer, it's not something you can really bet on. I'm not saying A.T. Perry is something you can bet on, but but there is going to be opportunity there. He has shown some flashes this year. Derek Carr's a DGAF QB, doesn't really care. I like the idea that he peppers somebody. It seems to happen. And why can't it be A.T. Perry? Geitlin and Tutu Atwell are available as well. I mean, I would stick to Douglas and A.T. Perry. I mean, again, you're you're shooting way high on the upside with Guyton and Atwell. But we got to keep it, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going okay. to. Yeah. He, I mean, he's he's DFS chalk play of the week uh, because of how cheap he is, and he's gonna get he's gonna get some target share. Uh, he has to. There, uh, the Saints won't be able to do anything unless they pass the ball. So, I think they're gonna have to give Perry the opportunity. Yep. I like that. Let's go with that. That's great. Yeah. Michael sure. Pittman. Uh, Michael. Michael Pittman. Brandon. Can you trust Michael Pittman? Uh, yeah, I'll trust his 38% target share in the last four weeks. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll trust the hell out of that. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. I know Joshua Downs was down for a little while, but hey, Joshua Downs, even getting 13 targets last week, Pittman did awesome. Like he did fine. So even with Downs there, the, the upside with the Indianapolis Colts offense is there through the pass offense, especially with JT going down. Um, we know, you know, Zach Moss was the, you know, the Cinderella of the ball for a little while when JT was, you know, holding out and all that good stuff. So I, you know, I, I just think Pittman is going to get 12 targets every single week. It seems like 10, 12 targets. It's just, I don't, I don't see how you argue against him. And uh, I, I think Gardner Minshew is good enough to make him continue his consistency and volume overtakes all in fantasy football. You always bet the volume. That's just how I played the game. And I, 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 it's not a losing proposition for me so far. He, Michael Pittman is fed like a turkey 11 months before Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, we, it's insane. <laughs> Like we we gotta we're gonna cut that turkey down and we're gonna cook it up, and we're gonna cook like, up I a fantasy I, football championship with Michael Pittman. 
I, I don't mind it. I think I think uh, Michael Pittman can definitely carry a lot of people's face football championships. And, you know, I'm glad people were able to steal him a little bit. He's a USC Trojan, so I've always been a little bit of a fan of him. But, you know, he's been lost. He was I, I was against him a little bit just because a rich wasn't the same quarterback. So, um, you know, Gardner Minshew is a little bit better at completing passes than Anthony Richardson. Right. Your second fantasy football player you can trust this year for your fantasy football playoffs, Brandon. All right. I'm going to go to none other than Kansas City Chiefs, okay? Everybody is trying to figure out what the se- the second weapon of this offense is going to be. Is it going to be Rasheed Rice? Is it going to be the run game? I think with the weather getting colder, Football is going to get a little bit harder to tackle in the next month or so. And in the fantasy football playoffs, running backs win you leagues when they catch fire in the, in, in the cold months, right? So <clears throat> my guy is somebody that I've been super trust. I've been trading for and I absolutely trust. Um, we're struggling up until this last week is Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco is uh, RB13 this week as of right now. But before this last week, this outbreak, he was like 26th RB in the league. So if you look at the schedule, though, the schedule for the face football playoffs for the Kansas City Chiefs is banana lands for all positions. We got the Green Bay Packers, Buffalo Bills, New England, Las Vegas and Cincinnati Bengals in championship Sunday that haven't stopped anybody since Joe Burrows went down. And we're going to see that happen over and over. The morale is going to drop off the map for the Bengals. Okay. You're going to see Isaiah Pacheco win people so many leagues. If they stuck through that dry spell, the last five weeks before the last week, before weeks, you know, uh, six through 11, that was a little tough for Isaiah Pacheco. If you look, if you if you just look at his actual schedule, you expect that. But now, if you would have traded and you look forward and you project and you see what's happening and you see that the only person that's actually competing for targets in that um, offense with the running back position is Derek McKinnon, a dusty old jag that can't stay healthy and is hurt this week, is not practicing. Load as much up of Isaiah Pacheco as possible. If you still have a trade trade uh, part uh, trade week, go trade right now in Dynasty all formats. Isaiah Pacheco is one hell of a league winner to go get right now, especially after what happened with last week. I just think, I think with so many injuries in the Kansas City Chiefs offense last week, with Tony being down, with uh um. With McKinnon being down, you saw all the roles condense, right? And it looked like the Kansas City Chiefs were actually in rhythm. Maybe, just maybe, we'll start seeing that happen where roles are con- are actually becoming one role with one player, like a Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco for the running backs. And let's see this offense take off like it should. Oh, spicy. I mean, it's not that spicy. We love Pacheco. We've always liked mm-hmm. Pacheco here. Um, I love I mean, rice. If you can go get rice, that's another one that I really, really like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially coming for on Dynasty strong. Trade. 
It just seems yeah. like the offense has, I mean, it has been running through Kelsey, but Kelsey's having a little bit of a tough spell. In in the absence, it's proven that they can kind of rely a lot on what Pacheco's giving them uh, to get through. I mean, with the guys at receiver other than Rice and even Rice, I mean, you know, I'm not saying Rice is incredible. He's very, very serviceable he's and he's good. only growing more. But you can't trust MVS. You can't trust Sky Moore. You can't trust anything else. Me, Cole Hardman, you know, outside of Kelsey, it's it's really the ever so often target to Rasheed Rice and the Pacheco. And and the funny thing is, they tried to give C Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They gave him two back-to-back carries on the one. Couldn't get it done. They pulled him out, got Isaiah Pacheco in there, ran it right down. And I think that right there just tells tells the coaching staff, like, quit messing around. Just give me the ball. Like, I, you could tell Pacheco is that guy for that offense that fires everybody up around him, man. We, we, we loved him coming out of college, out of Rutgers. Michael Dickinson really loved him coming out. He was all about uh, Pacheco as a deep stash. And – He's only becoming more and more part of that offense. And I just I just think, you know, with Mahomes struggling, because he has been struggling this year. I mean, he is only quarterback eight right now, and he's only averaging a little over 19.5 fantasy points per game. That tells me they need to find a secondary outlet for him that's consistent and just give it to Pacheco in this run game and let's get – Let's win some dirty football in the cold weather with the run game. I I, I think that's where they're going to head. Oh, yeah. I've been in way too many tight matchups recently where I would have not been in such a tight matchup had my opponent just started Patrick Mahomes over C.J. Stroud or over Jordan <laughs> Love, you know, which has been crazy. That's crazy to say, yeah. crazy to hear and speak about to, to truth live on air. But you had hoped Patrick Mahomes got started finally. You know, some of his yeah. dynasty value is coming down, which maybe says, let's go buy. Let's go get him. A, that's a major buy right now. Um, That's a major buy. I mean, as of right now, I mean, I know Kyler Murray's only been back for three weeks, but he's averaging over 20 points, fantasy points per game. So he's he's doing better than, you know, fantasy points per game, better than Mahomes right now. So that just, I think Mahomes has really struggled with, the ability to go downfield and it's really shown since Hills left um, that he doesn't have anybody to do that. And if you can't do that, then screw it. You're going to have to win ugly and you're going to have to win it with the run game and you're going to have to win it with check downs and with uh, McKinnon being down. Anytime I, uh, McKinnon is down, Isaiah Pacheco is a complete smash and it will hit a ceiling game period. So, the 49ers are somewhat known as the best team in, in the NFL. Um, you know, sure. some people say Eagles, some people say 49ers. It does seem to be uh, a battle between the two. Uh, well, they both happen to play in the same conference. And just like it's been in the AFC for a little while, we're going to have to cannibalize each other for the next couple years uh, for good teams. You know, in my opinion, the best Super Bowl that can be played this year is the Eagles versus the 49ers. 
um, in my personal opinion, right? Uh, I'm not a mm-hmm. I'm not a purist. I don't need no AFC team to get their way in there. Um, I would have I would have uh, said it was Miami, but you know Miami just lost Jalen Phillips. Um, you oh, know that was a, it, that's a heartbreak if you're watching the Hard Knocks deal. Um, that was tough to watch. Yeah, the Devon Achan, you know, he's oh. somewhat making his way back, but again, um, can't trust him, you know, and. Uh, the whole lot of the Miami Dolphins team right now is on the do trust, do not trust list going into our fantasy football playoffs. So with that being said, a guy I can trust going into my playoffs seems to be Debo Samuel. He's fresh. He's fresh. He needs to end the year on a good note. There's a lot of receivers here that have either been out with injury or plagued with this or that and just unavailable unavailable but available is dk metcalf right he's been on the field just hasn't gone his way um debo finally getting a chance to come back finally get a chance to get his legs under him that's going to start to happen and they're, in my opinion, they're going to start to pull back on guys like McCaffrey. They're going to start to pull back on guys oh, yes. like Ayuk. Now, they're not, you know, Shannon's mm. not dumb. He's not going to sit the guys and say, hey, we're going to be cold going into the playoffs. But, hey, do we got a fresh legs guy that we need to get going a little more? Yes, they're creative with a lot of their touches for Debo. So we're getting goal line carries here. I mean, a guy mm-hmm. that I can trust moving forward to the fantasy against Arizona. Now, Baltimore's a tough defense. I don't disagree that Baltimore's a tough defense, but they're going to want to go out there and win. That's the Super Bowl, right? That's the only time they're going to get a chance to potentially face the team they would face in the Super Bowl um, in the fantasy football playoffs, that is. And so Arizona, Baltimore, Washington. I mean, Washington just seems like a tune-up game. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we can win, win big there before the half. And if I get Debo Samuel on some long run, something like that, I mean, his fantasy football week secured for me. Um, I love that. I love that. Arizona's going to come out firing. It's a divisional game. Kyler Murray wants to make a statement, but again, we're trying to get CMC, maybe bring him down a little, you know, maybe I bring him down a little, let's start feeding our young lion. Well, they're all young to me. Uh, <laughs> they're all young. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, but I'm not that yeah. young. You know, we got the curls, but a guy I can trust, Brandon Debo Samuel. Yeah, I, 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 we had him in our trade cast. Uh, we said buy all 49ers uh, wide receivers, um, but about three weeks ago. Um, so if you would have done that, that was a profitable, profitable move for you because Ayuk was still struggling. He was on a little bit of a dry spell before we, before that trade cast, he absolutely splashed, um, against Tampa Bay, smashed it, uh, was top, top three performance for wide receivers. Um, I think Debo and Ayuk will be rotating, um, the first read option, you know, the, the elite target share, um, the last two, the last, last week, it was Debo that had the over, over 30% target share, um, in the offense and IU had 15, 16%. Um, IU still scored, had, had a dart from Purdy, um, still paid you va- with value. But, um, I think you're going to start seeing exactly what you're saying is that, um cmc man if you saw that did you see that video of him on instagram after the seattle game where he was in the bathroom row and he was showing his bruises and just how 
beat to shit he was after that game. It was it was brutal. Like it was seriously brutal to look at. His whole tricep was black and blue, um, just marks all over him. And you know, we we all everybody in the you know that's a fan of the NFL knows CMC. Whenever he's on the field, it's you know he's the best player on the field. <laughs> it's just it's just what it's just what's happened right now. Um, it's just how good he is. So if I was the Niners, I would try my best to not overuse him and exactly what you're saying with Debo use Debo in the rush game, get him some of those uh, fly sweeps, get him the end zone uh, out of the backfield. I, I love that. I think that's exactly what this, you know, exactly what this offense needs. And um, CMC should calm down a little bit, but they still play Seattle one more time. So he's going to go banana lands again. So we'll see. Yes. I, I, I don't want to talk about that. I hope that the Seahawks win that game. Brandon, your next fantasy football player you could trust for for the playoffs. It's Kyron Williams. If you look at Kyron Williams and what he did last week and with a 61% snap share, he did that on 61% snap share, okay? Before week 12, when he was healthy in week one through six, this is his snap share, okay? 67, 97, 100%, 73%, 85%, 83%. That is insane. So if they are going to be – if he is that productive with 61% and you still – and we saw him getting a heavier workload earlier in the season, this guy, if you were able to trade for him – or hold on to him and still win and you're still in position for the playoff push or you had him on the bench and you're able to survive and you're in the playoffs congratulations because this guy is his 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 workload is uncomparable to everybody else this is todd Gurley stuff it, like this is exactly what we we want we thought we were going to get from todd Gurley back in the day and Kyron freaking Williams is doing it at a much smaller package, but he's still doing it. And that is a guy that I want on all my rosters heading into the playoffs. What say you? Cause I know, I know you were the earliest believer on this guy out of all of us, out of our, our little pod that we, we swim in our four, the four, the, the four guy, uh, the four podcasters that we hang out with. You were the earliest by far on Kyron Williams. Um, what do you think about Kyron the rest of the day? Well, the thing about Kyron wasn't so much that that I was a fan of him because when you look at the, I mean, when you look at everything considering, because I, I, you know, I do, I, I do think forty times matter. I do think these things, um, but mm -hmm. it's opportunity. It's that's pure and simple mm -hmm. what it is. When you get shelved into an offense um, that you can build trust in. Not to mention, it seems like, and we knew it, like the team hated freaking, what's his name? I, I, I haven't forgot his name. Cam Akers. Cam Akers. They hated him. We knew that. We, I mean, we yep. knew that. It was sitting right in front of our faces, and we seemed to want to yep. deny it because they wanted to get him some work near the end of the season last year. Mm -hmm. What it really became was Karen Williams has outworked every other running back in that room, but he's small, yeah, but he's slow, but they respect him. 
they say, hey, fuck it. We're degaffing it anyway. That You know, Cup has been injured. You know, uh, Puka Nakua just came onto the scene. Nobody had a clue about him. So at the beginning, they were just like, fuck it. We're going to go out here and start slinging shit. So I can respect yeah. that. And I really do like that because we didn't know if McVay was going to retire or what he was going to do. You know, they won the Super Bowl. I still you think he might. Well, they're on the couch. It was, it's, but they beat the Seahawks twice. They Pukunukua is one of the best young receivers in the game, and he because yep. he's smart. I I wouldn't say because he has all the he's athletic attributes. Smart. He's super, super incredibly smart. smart. Kieran Williams mm-hmm. is the Michael Pittman of running backs. Guys, that listen to this. <laughs> the only stat you need to know with Kieran Williams, the only stat you need to know: nineteen percent target share. Nineteen percent target share as a running back only cmc had a higher target share last week okay this is insane elite status with kyron williams um i wouldn't shy away from him you start him any matchup it doesn't matter the volume will overcome um just just start kyron not <laughs> not to, to mention 19 percent target share with cooper cup and puka nukua and Thank Tyler you. Higby, uh, not to say Higby is like worth of pulling targets, but two touchdowns, right? So right. that's that's the thing. But with uh, Kyron Williams, see, the thing is you can't trust Cup, right? Can't trust him. Puka could be on and off, only so off because Cup. what's going on. You know, Kieran Williams is somebody you could absolutely trust for your fantasy football mm-hmm. playoffs. Brendan, I only brought three names to the table here. I know you brought four. Um, so we're going to continue yep. on here. So my third name, what has happened to the tight end position? It's it's the very mm. much the same thing all of a sudden. You know, you got five or six guys that you kind of like and you're really interested in, five guys, whatever, and then the fucking mountain drops off. <clears throat> Up-and-comers. Mm. You know, here's the thing. We all kind of knew Sam Laporte and Dalton Kincaid, right? Dalton Kincaid's shuffled in there. We know that if given the opportunity, he will succeed. But we got guys like Cole Komet. You can't trust Cole Komet. Okay? Dalton Schultz? Absolutely not. You can't trust Dalton Schultz, especially with his playoff picture here. So, David Njoku? Can you trust Njoku? Absolutely not. Okay? So, what can you do? If maybe you can make a little bit of moves here, there, everywhere. Great, go do it. If you can't, not that big of a deal, I guess. But maybe, I mean, he stupidly could maybe be on waivers. I don't know. He's not the best tight end. He's tight end 12. He's not some guy that's been great for you the last couple of weeks. Maybe he's on the waiver. Okay, but tell me. Tell me who you want. You want Dak Prescott, 40 points of fantasy a game, it seems like, lately. I mean, Dak is throwing it all over the field. Dak has been electric lately. And here's the thing, yeah. coming down to the fantasy football playoffs, they have a very favorable schedule. Now, Buffalo's been tough, but trust me, Buffalo's going to run that score up as best they possibly can. So although Buffalo is maybe a little bit tough against a tight end, what's going to happen is they're going to start to key in on CeeDee Lamb. That's it. Tony mm-hmm. Pollard hasn't showed that you know you he would be somebody worth making sure that your game plan – go ahead. Uh, just keep going. I, I was gonna, I'm going to say something. Everybody's got to relax. Pollard did break his leg in January last year. <laughs> so, like, remember when Antonio Gibson had the similar injury with the shin? He had a similar injury. It took him a little while to get back. 
I, I, you could really start seeing the change in Pollard's game in the last three weeks. And how you can tell is that he's breaking tackles. Um, he's breaking tackles again. Uh, he's, he's getting yards after contact prior to about three weeks ago. You could see that he wasn't breaking those tackles like he was. He wasn't as elusive. So I feel like he's getting healthier and healthier. And I think he's tip top shape going into where the Cowboys, we, we both know the Cowboys and what their aspirations are. I mean, their team is loaded. So, um, I think, I think, uh, I think Pollard's gonna start coming on in a big way. Uh, in a big way. And that's okay. You know, we Pollard, yeah. see the thing about the running back position is they can absolutely succeed devo- you know, yes. on their own, the wide receiver mm-hmm. or the receptions area, the whole entire group, that seems to be the, where the volatility is, right. Uh, assuming yep. that the team is, is good. Right. I mean, obviously, so Pollard mm-hmm. on a good team, we should be able to see some type of fruitfulness, but if you're going mm-hmm. to be going up against the Miami dolphins in a win must win or Buffalo bills in a must win game, Miami dolphins in a must win game. And then I believe it's Detroit, a championship Detroit Sunday. In in what seems like it's going to be a must-win game for Detroit, especially when they're losing to guys like Green Bay, you know. So all three games are fixing to set up something for the real NFL playoffs that put our skill position players in uh, positions to succeed for our fantasy teams. Now, the thing about the, the Cowboys, which is what I was going to try to say here, is when you're game planning against the Cowboys – you're absolutely focusing on one thing on defense. Let's just take CeeDee Lamb out of the game. If we can yep. do that and stick home on our linebacking assignments and our and our D-line assignments, maybe we can stop Pollard. So where's Dak going to go from there? Can we trust Brandon Cooks? No. But here's the thing at tight end. There's not a lot of people we can trust. So right there, I'm just going <laughs> to say, hey, if we can uptick our opportunity due to being having to shut down CeeDee Lamb, now, it's not going to happen. I still trust CeeDee Lamb. I'm just saying that at the tight end position, which we may have guys on, on waivers that, that you know, I'm going to go get Jake Ferguson, who might be on waivers, and replace Dalton Schultz, who I have on my team right now. I I lost Andrews, and I went and got me some Jake Ferguson, baby. Um, I, I looked at his schedule. I love the schedule. I think Dak is on fire. Um, you're just... You know, you're betting on the high octane passing offense of the Cowboys and Jake Ferguson seems to, you know, we, we, we've known even when Dalton Schultz was with Dak last year, the connection with the tight end position with Dak is just uncanny. Like he's very good at throwing the ball to the tight end position. So Jake Ferguson, I'm all about it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think he's a high upside play. I actually preferred him over in Joku. I had a choice of the two, so it's funny that we're on the same wavelength. And that was two weeks ago um, when I lost Andrews. <laughs> so uh, I made that trade, and I've, I've been happy about it. And I think it's going to end up pulling through for me. That's, I mean, sometimes when you talk about guys you can trust, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's guys you can trust. You count about ten of them, right? The, about the eighth guy on that list is the guy that you think might come to pick you up as a sober ride home and he might not be sober like but you still trust him to answer the phone and come get you 
because you love this guy <laughs> and you love having him around. Yep. So is he number one on yep. the trust list? No. But how many number eights you got out there that are on the tight end availability list here that look to shoot to the moon? I'm putting Jake Ferguson on my do call list and my do trust list. Don't I just buy the Cowboys pass offense. Um, it's a, it's been a very good proposition this year. So, okay, uh, Brandon, let's absolutely on fire. Let's close this out. I think you got one guy yep. or two guys left. I got one more guy left. Um, yes. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach right into the backyard where I'm from, Denver, Colorado. Um, how about them Broncos, huh? I mean, the the Broncos have been on a terror. Um, and it's because of the connection between Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton. Um, Cortland Sutton is a guy, Pat, once he gets uh, past this week, this is a little bit, this is a middling matchup. Um, that he's going to be playing against Houston and Derek Stingley Jr. Derek Stingley actually once returned from injury. He has looked very good uh, in the last two weeks since he's been back. So it's going to be a good battle. I'm excited to watch that actually. But with Judy not practicing, I think Sutton's going to give himself some volume this week, even with a bad matchup. But after Houston, we get the L.A. Chargers, Detroit, New England, and L.A. Chargers in Championship Sunday again. And L.A. Chargers have been absolutely atrocious to the outside wide receivers and deep down the field. And that is exactly what Sutton does. uh, If you look at Sutton's uh, Week 12 performance, um, you'll see that he got 30% target share, 30%. His catchable targets were at 83%, which is fantastic. Russ is starting to sling it, looking like the rest of old. His A dot was the highest it was all year um, it, uh, to 15.33 A dot. And we also got, he got 64% of the air yards for the offense as well. Even though it's a low uh, opportunity off. Uh, passing offense, I think that will grow as the season goes on here because what is going to happen is that all, a lot of these teams are going to be trying to stay in the playoff hunt. Shootouts are going to begin. Offenses are going to start winning more. Um, it seems like this year defenses have been winning up more regularly than we've been used to, right? Uh, is that just been me or is that um, something – I just feel like that is something I've been feeling that – Defense has been doing quite well this year, but with Sutton, I think just with the schedule and the target share and the connection with the type of receiver Russell Wilson likes to throw to deep down the field, i.e. DK Metcalf, uh, Cortland Sutton kind of fits that profile. Big, uh, rangy, wide, uh, wide receivers in the end zone. Um, you know, if you look at also, if you look at the third down, third and fourth down um, percentages. He jumped all the way up to 33% of the targets on third and fourth down. Um, so that is telling me that he's becoming the wide receiver one of this offense. Jerry Judy is just a complimentary piece. Um, and that's – I just feel that we'll, uh, Sutton is going to be somebody that's going to overachieve each and every week what their projection is on sleeper or wherever you play fantasy football. He's been outproducing projections the last – Six, seven weeks. Our comment that we have on here, Chandler Costantino. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Give us a like. Give Ooh. us a follow, my friend. But we are from DFS Army. Start. Karen Stevenson. Ridley. Terry. PPR Flex. This is an auto. 
this is an auto answer here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, we're starting Kieran Williams here. I mean, it's absolutely. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I don't care. Yes. Listen, listen. I don't care what name's on the other side of that. I don't care what the matchup is at all. Absolutely don't care. I'm starting them yeah. no matter what, without fail. Yep. And we appreciate yep. the the question. I love that. I love that because it's I love, tough. I, I mean, now that he's back, he, a lot of people don't know him. Like, you know, I'm not saying like us, but just in general, when you see his name, not a lot of people know the name. So, yo, yeah, he's done well, but is he enough? Can you trust the guy, right? Well, we just showed trust. you or tell, we just told you why you can trust him. Yeah, we like Stevenson. We like Stevenson, right? Calvin Ridley has had a down year, but we like Ridley. We like Scary Till. We like Rid those guys. Ridley is going to finish well. Um, the rule with Ridley is this, guys. If Zay Jones is out, you sit Calvin Ridley. It's that simple. It becomes a Travis Etienne team when Zay Jones isn't out there because they go to two wide receiver sets uh, rather than three wide receiver sets as their primary offense. Um, with Zay Jones, they do that, um, which makes Ridley get a lot more space and one-on-one -on -one matchups, and, and he also crushes zone in the three, three wide receiver sets as well. Oh, someone oh dropped him. Chandler, Chandler said someone dropped him when he went on IR. Now, here's the thing. This is dumb. I hate to say this, bro, but I am legit in a team that I dropped, Kieran, in mm -hmm. while he was on IR. Not because, not, okay, let me defend myself here because defend it. I, I did not drop him because I wanted to, okay? It is a <laughs> low bench low uh low rostered yeah, or, or no high high rostered low bench so basically the the waivers are are you know we grabbed jameer gibbs off the waivers you know so and it was just tough i couldn't hold on to jameer and kieran and just you know and so i had to end one, up cutting him one more thing about this uh cleveland match if, he, if you're a little worried about it chandler is that miles garrett's hurt um he, he heard his shoulder pop I don't know if he's going to be playing or not. I just don't expect him to be 100%. I feel like the Browns are going to start becoming the Browns' Browns again um, because, to be honest, they got Joe Flacco starting. They know they have no chance. Um, let's be real here. Um, it's going to be Baltimore Ravens all day and the Steelers one and two. And I actually love a pass-catching running back against stout defenses because they will have to man up on a on a running back in that scenario. Not to say they Linebacker won't play up. man. Yeah, but, it, I mean, unless they want to man up on a running back all game long and then open the middle of the field, it's just not going to happen. So, And with the okay. amount of volume Kieran Williams is getting, it's, it's undeniable. Chandler, Constantino, give us a like or a follow, man. Really appreciate the question. Please. Thank you very yep. much. So – uh, back to uh, <clears throat> Cortland Sutton. The the thing about the Denver Broncos is that you you believe in good coaches. You know the one mm -hmm. the, the one and only thing that you really didn't like to see coming out of Denver was when they trashed on what's his name, their former coach. Um, yeah, nah, I forgot. God, I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah. Hackett. So. When they trashed on Hackett and they said he wasn't good or whatever, that's just uh, – I really didn't like that. I mean, and Not Sean classy. Payton has been known as a a feature of what you would call classic NFL yes. 
uh, coach, you know, a Pete Carroll, a Bill yeah, Belichick, a, a Sean Payton. So to hear some stuff like that, <clears throat> it's really tough for me to hear because I also feel a very similar way when you talk about Russell Wilson being the guy that needed his own office and a prima donna and all this stuff. It's like, well, dang, Russell Wilson's just not that guy. You don't feel like he's that guy. So I feel like maybe it got off to a rocky start, man, and just a weird place. But good yeah. coaches do prevail. And, you know, Russell Wilson is very much, you know, there's a reason why Jerry Judy is frustrated. It's because he knows he doesn't have the type of connection with Russell Wilson that Cortland Sutton does. And it's on and off the field. It's very indicative of Russell Wilson's career that he falls in love with the guy off the field. That's a very, you know, him, Tyler Lockett, they were Christians, you know, they, they, mm -hmm. and Jimmy Graham, they always prayed together as did this. I just don't see that type of connection with Jerry Judy, not just saying he's not a Christian, but it just doesn't feel like these guys are getting along. Cause if they did, you would see that you would see that chemistry start to I, build. I agree. And, I feel like and, Judy feels he's way better than he is. <laughs> thank you, Chandler. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Love what's it, the dude. Total Thank you, brother. What's the total combined yardage between Bengals and Jags? Oh, I don't know. You have to <laughs> you're gonna have to figure that out for me, Brandon. Brandon, be on the search right you, now. You you can get you can go figure that out yourself. We're about to chop off here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler Costantino says Bucks, Rams, or Chiefs D this week. I don't even I didn't even Ooh. take a look at the match. Hey, Chiefs defense after this week they pay, they play they play Buffalo Bills. Do not drop the Bills or the the Chiefs defense. You got you're playing Cincinnati Bengals in Championship Sunday. Okay. Plan to be in the chip. Always plan like you're going to be in the freaking uh, championship. That's how you win. Um, you got to plan it out. I forgot. Yes, it's Carolina. I, I, I'm going Bucks. I don't even give a shit. It just seems like it's fucking imploding over there in Carolina. <laughs> if it, dude, oh, it's, it's bad, dude. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad over there. And Yeah, I don't agree with firing the coach like at all. Like, I hate that. You're going to fucking hire a guy and then you're going to say, hey, before you really get a chance to do anything. So, but I can understand it if he didn't have the locker room. So that's where I can understand yeah. it. But man, give him the fucking decency to go a whole season and and quit with this bullshit. Uh, oh, Chandler, no Panthers slander, please. I'm down bad. Oh, no. no. He only asked the question, Chandler, why did you? I could see now why you even asked the question because the answer was the Bucks. You just didn't want to realize it. <laughs> and that sucks. <laughs> that sucks, dude. I'm sorry you're down I think, that. Hey. I, I think I, I think Adam Thielen crushes this week. Um, I totally disagree. I think I think he's gonna be a smash this week. Tampa Bay secondary can't cover anything. We'll have to find out. So Chandler, I'm down bad, man. I'm a Seahawks fan. And uh, it's been tough for us a, a couple weeks. So we, we play tomorrow uh, in the old school uniforms. I'm looking for some juice. But there it is, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, I don't know what the combined total yardage between the Bengals and Jags are, but I'm guessing it might, I don't be, know. It might be six nine six nine, my guy. Yeah, very nice. It's yeah. going to be going to be a good game.
right. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. I am Flex Matt of the Flex Network. He is Brandon Adam. We are the DFS Army season-long fantasy football show, and those are the players you can trust for your fantasy football playoffs. Thank you, and good night. Knowing that.